0: Welcome back to Latecomers. I'm Amity. I'm Lemuel. And this week we're going back to the grimy 70s and the terrible policing of San Francisco. <laughs> I don't, and we watched Dirty Harry, the original Dirty Harry from 1971, and we will be talking about it, and I have thoughts that might surprise you. But before we get started... How was
1: your week? Uh, my week was uh, lovely and very busy, very busy. How was your week? Busy. Mm.
0: I keep feeling like my weekends need to be like twice as long as they yes. actually are. My birthday is coming up.
1: Happy birthday!
0: This episode actually will drop mm-hmm. after my birthday. Exactly. My birthday in time is. I didn't want you to think I next forgotten. week. Um, and it falls on a Tuesday, which mm. sucks generally, right? right? But I was like, oh, but well maybe I could just take Monday and Tuesday off. But I can't take Monday oh, and Tuesday off and have a four day weekend as much as I would like to have a four day weekend. <sighs> Alas. Mm. But it's fine. I'll be fine. I'm an adult. I don't need to take extra days off for my birthday. And that wasn't a dig at our coworker who did take day <laughs> off for his birthday. <laughs> Or to our roommate who likes to take six or seven
1: days around her birthday off. <laughs> well, she saves up those days. So I know. I no, no, to... no.
0: She absolutely can. Right. Here's the thing. I do freelance work. Right, If exactly, I don't work, so. I don't make money. Uh-huh. So I don't get to take extra time. I can... Weirdly, though, I probably am going to take extra time because it was brought to my attention that maybe driving down south on Good Friday... Is not the best idea. And so I've actually been invited to go down a little bit early. Okay. I might do, I might do. on um, Me- Mediocre Thursday. What's the day before Good Friday?
1: Monday, Thursday. Monday? Mm-hmm. And then there's uh, Ash Wednesday. I knew that there was. A- Monday, Thursday, and Good Friday.
0: But Ash Wednesday then- isn't in the same week. Ash Wednesday is a month and a half earlier. Right.
1: right, yeah. I'm just remembering all the weekdays okay. that are specifically named.
0: Alright, so. Wednesday's Child is full of whoa.
1: whoa. That could be a compliment.
0: It could be. Uh, Alright, let's talk about this movie. This movie, called the Dirty Harry. Um, what is your history with the Dirty Harry franchise?
1: Um, it was on television a lot. Very sanitized, when yes I was right. a, um, a kid, and his character was popular enough to where, this film was from nineteen seventy one yes, there were sequels stretching all the way from that until nineteen eighty eight that's wild, yeah, yeah. So it's a long running franchise about this particular character uh to Eastwood's credit, and we're speaking as people who live across the bay from san Francisco, yes yes, there's a lot of. Local Bay Area locations, and yes. it's treated really well. He was a local person. He grew up in in the Bay Area. Okay. He used to play. I didn't know that. Piano, uh, at a bar in Oakland. The, the one. I what? believe so. Yeah. Oh. When he was a teenager. <laughs>
0: Sorry, that was coded in a weird right. way, and I apologize. There is a bar on Grand Avenue where we have been and where we have had friends sing. Right. Um. That had a famous uh, pianist uh, for a very long time. Who yeah, but has before that, he was by. singing
1: there, and so he did. A, he he has a real strong connection with the Bay Area. He was mayor of Carmel, which isn't too far away. Um, excuse me, it's called Carmel by the Sea. Hyphen hyphen. Yes, I'm sorry. We, we just <laughs> had friends who this weekend visited Bodega Bay. Which is another fun place because that was um, the choice for the invasion of birds, Hitchcock's film, uh, *The Birds*. And we went and visited there and saw the school, the school site that, um, excuse me, that was um, attacked by birds. And while we were there, if I remember correctly, a crow landed and perched on the fence, and we decided it was time to leave. Time to
0: go. that's a, nope, that's, a that's a warning, warning. and uh, we don't fuck around. We with don't that. belong
1: here. So. Other than that, yes, the, the film itself was something that was a curiosity because it was Bay Area set. Sure. And also, my dad loved Western, so Clint Eastwood was already a character in our home. Right. Uh, or at least the Clint Eastwood persona. Did you have any history with this? Uh, no, I did not even know they were set in San Francisco.
0: My mm. entire knowledge of this series is the two famous lines, which are, Do you feel lucky? Well, do you, punk? And... Go ahead, make my day. Right. And, and the actually, first
1: one of those is in this film. Right. There are four lines that he repeats over the course of the four films. Every film has its specific I thought there line. were five films. Excuse me. Is it four films?
0: I might be wrong. I might be looking at it. Cause, yeah, because it's Magnum Force. It's this one. Dirty right. Hair, I'm sorry. And five Magnum films. Force, The Enforcer, right. Sudden Impact, which I know is a hockey movie and not a Dirty year movie. And the Deadpool also. Right. A, a, a title of a different film.
1: <laughs> but, I'm sorry, five films then, and each one has its own lot, throwaway line that he delivers. But does he, and does he do
0: it, because he does it, the wild thing in this one is he does the whole spiel. hmm Now, I know what you're thinking to yourself. Did he fire five bullets or six? Well, I gotta tell you, in all right. of this chaos, I've forgotten myself. <laughs> and then he, he does that whole spiel at the beginning of this movie. Mm-hmm. And then he
1: does it again—the right. whole
0: thing—at the end of this movie, and I'm like, "Well, the idea was does this it was
1: supposed to just
0: to, sit in his apartment the and first time do that he
1: delivers it.
0: little ad libs, right. That will look natural and badass he when he is actually I don't think
1: doing. it was meant to look natural anyway. I think it was meant to. This is really the, the beginnings of what, during the '80s, became the action hero. And I would argue that. The Dirty Harry is not a hero. (laughs) No. Well, this film, he's not necessarily. Over the course of the films afterwards, and we'll discuss that briefly, he does kind of a journey. Right.
0: This was not near... What I was concerned about Mm -hmm. as an anti-police person was that I was going to basically watch propaganda.
1: Oh, no, no. Yeah. This film Uh, is not at all.
0: No. I should have realized the mm. 1970s aren't about making anything look good, right. and that includes the cops, because <laughs> they're all like, this motherfucker's crazy. Right. Um, everyone from the mayor right. on down. I will say this motherfucker dresses really well for a cop. Which they bring attention to because he doesn't want his pants cut off when he's right. getting sewn up. His legs is getting sewn up. And I'm like, well, ostensibly, you've already got a, uh, I believe, bullet hole in your pants. Are you going to just sew that up? Or what are you going to do? But they, he wouldn't let, let the doctor cut his pants
1: off. This film is, <sighs> and the subsequent films, but particularly this one, is kind of deeper than it looks. It, it is.
0: It's,
1: a, it's also a much more um,
0: entertaining watch than I right. thought it was going to be going in.
1: Yeah, I, I think that's kind of what sustained the series and what made it, him such a popular character. It brings back to mind um, Nietzsche, who I'm loath to quote, but his quote, Battle not with monsters, lest you become a monster. Okay. And if you gaze into the abyss, the abyss gazes into you. That's what happens to this guy. He fights a real monster and then yes. winds up, by the end of it, becoming a monster. And what's interesting Although is... Although
0: I would argue he's pretty monstrous
1: to begin with. He, he is, <laughs> and the fact that he's... And we'll get into that. The fact that he's called Dirty Harry. Yeah. In the beginning, they make it seem... There's all sorts of excuses given why he's called this. By the end of it, you understand completely why he's dirty. Because they understand his capacity for... Acting or coloring outside the lines.
0: He's and he's very much
1: an ends justify the means, right? Person, but he's given, which these is jobs. very
0: dangerous in any position right. of power.
1: And like, so that's that's the reason why this film um, it has had a lot of criticism over the years. This particular film as being fascist. And I would argue that for
0: that to be true, mm-hmm. he would be backed up. Right. Sort of unequivocally, and he is not. No. And at the end, spoiler, spoiler, although we're going to spoil the whole thing, so get ready, buckle up, uh, he throws his shield, his police shield right. into the sea! Because he realizes well, it's that the bay,
1: but still. <laughs> he is, he, the actions that he took were so far outside the lines that he now has to, he can't do the job the way that he's asked to do. And that's basically because of both the system is broken. That kind of that that's, that thing that later on became such a big deal when you're watching television shows in the '70s and '80s. The system's broken. That comment. Yeah, that, the
0: system is broken, mm-hmm. but not because it won't let you act like a crazed vigilante. Right. That's not what's and broken about the system. that's essentially what he is in this right. film. Yes, that's
1: true. He goes true. completely outside the law to do these things, so it does wind up provoking a deeper conversation than you think it would. Than you think it would. Just yeah. a cop movie.
0: Yeah. And right. especially knowing, you know, knowing Clint Eastwood's mm-hmm. political le- leanings now. Right. Um, I don't know what he believed in the 70s. I also did not know that he was, uh, he's listed as a director on this film, not the only Right, director. he directed
1: a scene because Don Siegel, the director, who we'd also seen, Don Siegel had directed Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Right. Um, Don Siegel was ill during the shoot of this film because he oh, was wow. an older gentleman. Right,
0: because... When, when you said, yeah, he directed Invasion of Body Snatchers, I said, which one? Right. And it was the one from the 50s. And I was like, oh, so he must be pretty old by now. Right. Because I presumed you meant the one from, like, 74 or 76 and, or whatever it is, which would be five years later than this. But I don't know that he was what, even alive
1: five years what later. What we have to remember for this film, too, is that it gets referenced constantly Yes, in other movies. And so there's a scene where he has a very unusual method for talking a hitchhiker down from the top of a building.
0: Unusual method is um, a way to say it. Oh, no, he wasn't that old at this time. I mean, he lived, he was born in, Don Siegel was born in 1912. So he was uh, in his 60s. Right. But he lived uh until 1991. So he didn't, he didn't
1: kick he's off any time close to this. Uh, the scene where he's where Harry is talking the hitchhiker down, or talking him down, that eventually just slugs him and carries him down. Not a hitchhiker. Uh, excuse me, not a hitchhiker. Uh, the potential he, jumper. Yes, he's a,
0: he a man who would like to jump off of the top of a building. Right,
1: I'm sorry, I don't know why I came the hitchhiker. And they
0: literally, that's fine, because what do <laughs> you, jumper is right, a know, weird term that means a bunch of different um, things.
1: He punches, he provokes the well, guy into taking a swing at him. He punches him. The issue being that Don Siegel either was sick or afraid of heights, according to which version so of the story. So that that's direct, the scene that he directed.
0: Okay. I don't want to talk too much about it because I want to talk about right. it one again. So we get the, get the film
1: it. opens with Andy Robinson, who is—I later found out—no relation to Edward G. Robinson. Did um, you think that he was? Uh, he, I was told that when I was. Oh, alive. okay. Oh, well. Uh, there's a psychopathic sniper, right? Calls himself Scorpio. This is based loosely, loosely on, on Zodiac. Zodiac killer, and, and you he,
0: kept getting Scorpio and Zodiac right. confused in in the when we were talking during the movie. Yeah,
1: and he he is king. Uh, he, he's aiming the sight on his gun, and he's on a rooftop, and he shoots a woman who's swimming in a rooftop swimming pool.
0: Which, that was why I was confused right off the top. I was like. This is L.A., not San Francisco. Like, right. We don't really have rooftop pools in San Francisco. It's cold
1: here. Apparently, we do if you have enough money, isn't it? Uh,
0: uh, I think there might be two.
1: Uh, yeah. <sighs> but that, that was, was the
0: one part where I was like, "That's not San Francisco." Right. Everything else, I was like, "Okay, this everything is recognizably San Francisco."
1: Is authentically San Francisco. It, it
0: probably is too, but mm. it fe- that feels right. like a very L.A. thing. Um, I also don't know if there's a zodiac corollary that they are making because I don't
1: right. know I'm a not, lot about the zodiac. I, I'm case. familiar with the zodiac case because I don't follow serial killers because you know what? I'm a well-adjusted human being. I, hey, hey Let's right?
0: not, not. I alienate half I, I of not the that population. that
1: alienate people. It's just <laughs> that, the that kind of devotion to finding out what serial killers did and what they ate for breakfast and what their motivations was. I don't think I, I that's don't mostly what people are
0: doing uh, um, who are interested in serial killers. They're not, that, those are not the details that they're interested in. And also, you are good at self-defense. So uh, you do not fear a, a serial thing.
1: killer. No, I don't. But this neighbor will take however, you out a from a far away right. and you would have no way to stop it. Um, so he, we see him, we see the fact that he's capable and he's <sighs> able to carry out his threats. Because the next scene, we see a letter sent to the mayor. Yes. Where he wants to take out a priest or perhaps a African American person, although he uses another word. Yes. Um, which, even in this film, there's a moment where the mayor's reading it out loud and he won't read that word. Yeah. And uh, to his credit. And so The mayor
0: looks like Liam Neeson.
1: <laughs> right. It was the I, actor.
0: I, wanted, I was like, that dude's going to be Liam
1: Neeson this when he's. He <laughs> Full of '70s actors, yeah. where you're which, looking which well, I don't know. Right.
0: They just remind me vaguely of people I saw 20 years later. Yeah, at like maybe 20 pounds heavier, and so I'm like, I don't know yeah, who John you
1: are. Vernon, who was in a lot of television at the time, Harry Guardino, who was in a lot of television at the time. These these were actors who you just they were so familiar at the, you know, for people in the '70s, and that betrays the fact that Dirty Harry at one point might have been a television film. There was so much trouble casting the movie originally uh, because uh, it was first offered to Frank Sinatra. And then which to...
0: piece, which part are you talking about? I'm sorry. The, 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 the killer or Dirty Harry? The whole film. I understand. When right. you say it was offered, which part? Nobody went to Frank Sinatra and went... Choose your character. No, no. When was he
1: offered? Okay. Frank Sinatra was offered the part of Harry. Okay. Okay. It was, and it went through a very tortured history. In the beginning, the film was a theatrical film that was going to star Frank Sinatra when he turned it down. Robert Mitchum turned it down. Robert Mitchum um, would have been good right.
0: Either as either character, although I think he was too old. I think it was a well, 30. He would have been the Harry character. He was going to play. The Scorpio hairy character, character is pretty young.
1: The hairy character was supposed to be more weathered and mm-hmm. more sick of the way that things were run right. in the system. So it was offered to uh, Sinatra. It was offered to Robert Mitchum. It was offered to uh, Burt Lancaster. It was offered to all these sort of older mm-hmm. kind of action stars. And yeah, Eastwood's
0: not that old in this. He just you know, has an old
1: face. He's in his 40s in this film, early 40s. And so they went in that direction, then they tried to hire uh, Audie Murphy, who I don't know that any of the audience will know who that is. Who I don't know who that is. He's a World War II veteran, the most decorated veteran in World War II, who came back and did a string of films, one of which was a biopic about his own life. Um, it- I bet he's not a very
0: good actor.
1: He actually turned out to be a fairly good actor. Really?
0: Uh, because when you look him up,
1: he, he's listed as American soldier. Right, he's American, not listed but as But he's actor. also, he was very much a hero for oh, World
0: songwriter. War
1: II. and he And uh, he wound up doing a lot of films playing heroic parts. He and won
0: every military combat award for valor available from the United States Army, as well as French and Belgian awards.
1: Yes, he was a remarkable individual.
0: Interesting, yeah. and and I presume that there is a story based on his life. Right, But then he's in it. Is that, it Helen back?
1: Yes, that's his. Okay. his uh, if that film is to be credited, he got those awards by standing on top of a burning tank and shooting up the entire German army. Apparently, he did so. That was his thing. He just couldn't take being pushed that far and and had a fit of
0: Well, you know what he did. He was like, fuck it. Right. If I'm going out I'm, I'm taking all the all, all with right. me. And with he him. didn't
1: go out. Right. He was a remarkable individual. <laughs> Although I'm sure that it, He was an actor. every
0: every uh, valor includes, I believe, a Purple Heart. Right. Which
1: means he definitely was moving. Well the tank was on fire, so he had scars and you know, things like that. He um, he was a, an individual that I remember seeing in a lot of Westerns when I was a kid. He got cast in a lot of Westerns. I and see he, that
0: he did not run for office.
1: Right. He Is had, it because
0: he was five foot five?
1: He apparently had a... I really... He suffered from PTSD, so he had a temper. Shocking. Right. <laughs> he had a temper, and so I think mm. part of not running for office was when one particular director was hassling him, he literally grabbed the man by the throat and apparently by the testicles and said, who do you think you're talking to? And the guy, the director left the set and had, had to be replaced because you were aware of the fact that here's a guy who had very little qualms about um, acting on these urges. He was very angry, but he was called on to play the part of, of the, the killer in this film. And he unfortunately oh, interesting. he died in he a died he died in a, a in a airplane plane accident. crash right a
0: private plane crash in which he was a passenger he was less than forty six
1: right exactly
0: that's sometimes you ask me if I believe in God <laughs> and stuff like this makes me go nope <laughs> <laughs> just because nothing makes any sense. Right. For him to survive all of the things he survived and then to get in a well, plane crash.
1: Lawrence of Arabia dies in, in a motorcycle accident. I understand You're
0: not making a case for God right. as you point these things out. It's fine. We don't have to have that conversation. But like, wow.
1: Alright. Oh, yeah, but so going so, through all of these other actors, yeah. Marlon Brando was offered the part at one point. Oh, interesting. Because they went from, okay, Maybe let's not go with the older, weathered actor. Let's go with a younger one. And they offered it to Brando. They offered it to Paul Newman, who then in the end said, well, why don't you just get Clint Eastwood? Eastwood had this whole background with, as yeah. the man with no name. Oh, right. And playing He'd a guy. done the, right. the
0: Sergio Leone films And in already. the Sergio
1: Leone movies, he is often... His character has a weird, shifty kind of morality where he yeah. does things that he does aren't necessarily heroic. He knows what needs doing. Right. So that was a really good choice for them because they went with that instead when they brought it back to being a theatrical film because they tried to do it as a television movie and just realized it's far too violent in any incarnation of the story.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of gunfire in this movie, mm-hmm. very loud gunfire. His 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 gun is famously a Magnum 44, right. which is a massive gun. He does right. say, it will blow your ca- head clean off, and I'm like... I don't know about that. Maybe shoot him in the neck, but right. it's a big bullet hole. Close enough, I think it would It is right, right. like a hand cannon. Right. Um, so, and then, you know, he's firing against... A, or, <laughs> I did think, the one thing I did think was a little bit propaganda E was, I feel like they wanted, the police wanted us to think that they were closer to the Zodiac
1: Right, catching the Zodiac
0: than they ever were, because they get him like a bunch of times. They like shoo him off of one place, and they Mm -hmm. like they are very they they really close in on him very very quickly in a way that did not happen in real life,
1: which is true. So because guys, the police. They're not going to help you. (laughs) In this case, the film, uh, he's Inspector Callahan, which is why he... uh, There's a a kind of a subtle note of him being like an Irish cop who's being promoted to Inspector. Callahan, yeah.
0: Harry Callahan. And his his
1: whole issue is he, you know, when they do the scene with him cutting off his pants, he complains about the price of the pants. He's dressing well because he's trying to fit in with all these other people mm. being kind of an Irish cop, which is basically what he is at heart. So that's, that's kind of his story. But uh, after the killing in the swimming pool, we see, we read this letter from the mayor that says $10,000 uh, or $100,000 rather, or I'm going to kill a priest or a black person. Yeah. Harry Guardino is playing, uh, the character's name is um, Lieutenant Al Bressler. He explains to the mayor, "Well, we have Harry Callahan working on this, Inspector Callahan. Yeah, who right off the bat shows that he's not really down with authority figures. No, he bitches about
0: having to wait in the. He's he's polite to the receptionist, which Mm -hmm. I always I did respect. I was like, yeah, you're not going to take your irritation at being called down to the mayor's office out on the women that work in this office because they didn't fucking do it. Do it to the mayor. He did that, and I appreciated that because." Too often you see it's too easy for men in these workplaces to right. treat these women like garbage. Yeah, and so it's I kind not, of appreciated that was like a small thing where I was like, "Hey, he's not a dick." There's a couple
1: of small things that sort of <laughs> reveal that his issues is with authority figures. Yes. He does not like authority. He does right. not like being put in that position. And but what, I, I bet he also has issues with women, right? Which is something that got <laughs> clarified in the, the films afterward. Okay, um, because there was well, a lot. we
0: find out well, at least he tells mm-hmm. his partner's wife that his wife is dead right that's all we hear
1: so this is probably all that he has left and that's It's also why entirely it's, right. possible
0: that that was a lie
1: right well
0: what we learn later on the films is that it wasn't it wasn't okay but like it's one conversation that's really yeah.
1: interesting so yeah so he um so he makes a comment he's called in for jobs that nobody else wants to do which is why he's called dirty harry and yeah. he also is, again, as you said, the ends justify the means kind of character. Yeah. When the mayor says, we don't want problems like we had, I forget what what district of San Francisco, was it the Castro or the I don't, Fillmore? I don't remember. Like yet. you had last year. And he goes, well, when I see a man, a naked man with a hard-on chasing a woman with a knife.
0: That's right. He says, um, what, it, 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 specifically, he says, when I when I see a man who's about to, rape a woman. Mm-hmm. I stop him however I need to stop him, or whatever. Right. And he's... And, and the mayor says, well, how do you know... How do you know that was what was in his head? Right. How do you know he was going to rape her? And he's like... He was chasing her naked with a... Was it a knife? With a, a knife and a heart on A nice knife and a heart on yeah. Just naked with a knife and a heart on And and, and then he walks out because that's what he does. He right. fucking says what he's going to say, and then he fucking bounces. And the mayor's like, nah, okay. I mean, <laughs> I feel like there's very few other conclusions that you can come to in this circumstance. But what, what happens in that meeting before he walks out is mm-hmm. the mayor's like, we're going to
1: give into. We're going to say Scorpio. we're going to agree right. to
0: the demands. We're not going to actively do agree to the demands, but we're going to say we're going to, to to buy us some time. And then you're going to be the bag man right. to deliver whatever. Friends is and Harry doesn't like this plan.
1: No, he doesn't like it because he thinks that you should never negotiate with terrorists. Does not
0: negotiate
1: with terrorists. Right, exactly. San Francisco might, but Dirty Harry does not. So after that we're given a scene which is very famous where Callahan He's on on his lunch lunch break. break. And he (laughs) he's noticed a car that's parked and um it's just the engine's left the motor's left running and so Well he's He's the
0: driver is sitting there with a. There is a pile of cigarette butts outside the car right. win, uh, window. Like it's clear he's sitting there casing this joint, and that's what he, that's what Harry thinks is happening is that he's still casing it and it's not like something isn't actively happening.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so he asks the guy at the diner if um... he says. He's that guy still out there?
0: First, give me a hot dog, right. and then he does this because he gets a hot dog that looks bomb as hell. I'm <laughs> like a 70s hot dog's gonna straight kill me, and I want it so bad. It looks so good.
1: <laughs> but what happens is that they were then treated to this sort of like character explanation through action, which yeah. is he just walks out in the street and starts shooting it because yeah. his gun is so big. He says, and has this range. almost Call like a
0: 911 rifle. and so, say that there is a. Right. a a robbery in pro- progress at the bank right. across the street. Now he says, "Make sure you say robbery in progress." He does not believe that there is a ro- robbery in progress, but he knows if they say that, they will get here. By the time there is a robbery right. in progress, but then, oops, oops! As he is picking up the phone to dial the number, to the, 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 say, which is the guy at the
1: diner, right? there's
0: a robbery in progress. The alarm at the bank goes off, right. and the dudes come out, and he's like. Oh shit. Like, he looks legitimately surprised. Like, oh
1: fuck. i don't even <laughs> get to finish my hot dog. <laughs> he does so take one like, bite and goes
0: outside. His gun
1: is practically, is a, rifle. practically a rifle. It's ridiculous how right, right. It has a very long barrel. And so that gives him a range advantage, and also the fact that he has the advantage of surprising the guys breaking into the uh, bank. Yep. And when he. We is done with this crazy kind of action scene where he shoots some people and he he uh, causes a car accident. Right, and does he all the stops stuff. the
0: car, the dri- the getaway car. He mm-hmm. shoots one of... He, sh- he kills one of the dudes that right. comes... Two guys come out of the bank. There's three total. Um, the driver and then two guys in the bank. He kills one of them and shoots the other one. Right. And then that's when he does his little...
1: I know what you're thinking. Should you He fire yeah. six shots or only five. To tell you the truth, in all this excitement... I lost track myself, but being this is a forty-four mag, the most powerful handgun in the world, it would blow your head clean off. So you've got to ask yourself a question: Do I feel lucky? Well, do you, punk? And the guy, the person who has a shotgun within finger like... but also had not reached for that shotgun as right. Harry is walking towards
0: him. I'm like, you're not picking up that gun right. now. He,
1: you've missed your he chance. He decides he doesn't. <laughs> he yeah, he leaves the. Alarm. Harry picks up the shotgun. And as he's walking away, the guy goes, I gotta know. And he points the gun at the guy and pulls, and the, pulls trigger, the trigger and it's empty. So he knew the entire time. He knows. Right. He, here's, here's what I'll say about Harry. You're right. He
0: knows how many bullets he fired. Well, because realistically, he fires his weapon on every shift. <laughs> right. And you have to fill out your paperwork every time. So, and he is still on the street, which means he can account for every bullet that he fires. There's never a time... When he doesn't know how many bullets, right, and that includes the second time he says this. (laughs)
1: Apparently, both Don Siegel and Cleese would objected to the scene, going, "Why on earth is he pulling like pulling a gun and firing, even though the gun is empty, at an unarmed man in the street?" Yeah, this is just like a mean spirited character movement, but the producers really wanted to keep it. Yeah, it. I actually.
0: Don't think I think that it would have been better not to do that.
1: Right. And so Because here's the other right. thing.
0: I gotta know. No, you don't. Yeah. You've been <laughs> apprehended. You don't gotta know anything other
1: than your new prisoner. because... <laughs> mind you, with the ending of the film the way it was, it makes sense. But we'll talk about that later because there's a uh, that, yes, right. there's, there's a, a flip right. on this
0: at the end, but I still would argue.
1: Yes. That, 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 that. And I should share with you, uh, that's why I want to share with you both the director and Eastwood himself thought. We're like, this is this. very Old West kind of. This yeah. is Leone kind of stuff. Yeah. Like, like I'm standing is, in the middle of the <laughs> right. street.
0: There are scared. Right. Bystanders. Right. The, literally right the man there. man with no
1: name is a gunfighter. Right. Harry Callahan is an officer of the law. Uh-huh. He would not pull a gun on somebody just to. He wouldn't. Fire a gun right, at he wouldn't somebody. Fire a gun at somebody yeah. just to, as a joke, and yeah. he walks away laughing. That's not exact. That that wouldn't be what he would no, do. No, because
0: every right. other person standing on that street, sitting on that street, watching in horror, and there was a clump of them right. within ten feet. You see them. Yeah, they would all sue the department for. Um, at anguish. <laughs>
1: right.
0: <laughs> because they definitely all believe that so, they were about yeah, to see this man blown both away. They believed that them. this
1: was very much a throwback to this previous character he played. Yeah. And this is not consistent, but the producers wanted to keep it. So yep. let's so, talk about
0: Chico. Chico. Chico Gonzalez. Chico Gonzalez, which is. <laughs> it's not racist. It's not racist. It's <laughs> definitely racist.
1: Okay, so he's assigned <laughs> as Callahan's partner. Callahan does not want to work with him. Necessarily, because not he because want
0: he's, his name is Chico Gonzalez, right. not because he is of Latin descent, but because he doesn't want to work with anybody.
1: He doesn't want to work with anybody who he felt was an experience. He suggests the names of other more experienced cops who he feels will look the other way. Either and look the other not way or bitch maybe. at him
0: about his right. use of uh, excessive force.
1: <laughs> but Chico and him make this sort of team, right? There's a scene in here which is guaranteed to offend people. Oh, when in, all of the slurs are right, used which, all at
0: once by in, all the cops? Who are supposed says, to protect and serve all of the people that they just
1: slurred? Who's on? a Berkeley graduate <laughs> yes. with a teaching credential. Yeah. Um he wants to be he's he's a cop now and he's he asks one of the other officers, a a person who's a recurring character in the in these series. Yeah. Um you know, why do they call him Dirty Harry? Because that's a running joke in this film. how yeah, why do they, they call him that? And he, um, he says because... And then he he goes, well, because he doesn't like... And he goes along and, and says... And he just lists all every the slurs. Every, single, every slur. <laughs> every slur.
0: If there was a slur in 1971, <laughs> it came out of this dude's right. mouth. Up until the one for latin people
1: right and he goes uh, and and then the and then harry
0: himself says well, Chico goes hate
1: well, it. how does he feel about spicks and again look at my last name I'm you you're right. allowed to say it i'm right. not allowed to say it and he goes he hates the i hate him most of all he's joking now mind you that kind of thing yes they are joking <laughs> but it is at not all nowadays. Okay. It's, this is something that was cut out of the, the film because when I here's was watching Because fundamentally,
0: as a kid. here's a problem. Right. You're talking about the police who are supposed to protect and serve the public. Right. The public being made up of all of those groups of people that you have just used slurs against. What yes. do slurs do? They dehumanize people. Right. You, you're not protecting and serving if you're actively dehumanizing, you're exactly. just not.
1: You're just fucking that. What's interesting is over the course of the Dirty Harry films, his partners are Asian, (laughs) women, (laughs) African-American. It's very They don't give him just another (laughs) hard-ass Irish dude. (laughs) No, they don't. So that's one of the things that over the course of the series of movies actually develops to the point where Evan Kim, who um, at the end in the Deadpool, the very last Dirty Harry movie, he's like overly cautious because... Harry's partners notoriously have short lifespans. Yeah. Daly was one of his, his partners, as a matter of fact. And she's very funny. Her interaction with Chris... Pre or post Cagney and Lacey? Pre Cagney and Lacey. Nice. <laughs> and she does a really funny bit as... And this is The Enforcer, I think, where he's fighting domestic terrorists. Because these stories get more and more oh, elaborate it's as it goes along. similar
0: on. to the next thing we watch, which right. is Die Hard, where... Now he's a cop. Now he's an international
1: right. spy. Well, here in that one, he's inter- uh, there are terrorists who are going to take over um, the world. No, no. Over, uh, I believe it's You're Alcatraz. A
0: oh yeah, Alcatraz. Makes and sense. Alcatraz yeah.
1: had been taken over by activists, yes. Native yeah. American activists, yes. in that same decade. So that's uh, you know that was something that was currently in the news. Yeah. But Time Daly's part is hysterical because she said that despite all the differences they obviously had in politics or whatever that Clint Eastwood was a really generous actor and that they had a great time together.
0: I am glad to hear that. I think right. he's gotten not true as he gets older just mm-hmm. because white men with age get right. stiffer, not looser. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, but yeah, so let's...
1: So, we gotta, like... So uh, Chico Gonzalez is now working with uh, Harry. They, the police, have decided that they're going to send. There are
0: sniper police snipers on rooftops all over the city, right? And there are helicopters flying because they think that he's going to fire. He, this is a sniper. He's firing from above. So that is how they're going to. Right,
1: and they catch him outside of uh, Saint Peter and Paul Church, yes, which is an actual church in San Francisco. Yep. And uh, he's chased away. Yeah. from that by a helicopter. The
0: helicopter's like, Either! and then right. he like packs up his shit and runs away. And I was like, wow. Now, and then
1: he returns to the same rooftop later on, and that's something that there's a scene with Harry Guardino where he's going, um, "These guys are nuts, and they do really weird irrational things." So Callahan and Chico are now watching this rooftop.
0: Right. Well, they they had earlier. Mm-hmm. They chase him, they chase who they think is him around on the on the ground, but right. they, it's not him. Right, because
1: he packed all of his things in a bag, he, Yeah, they follow him. He's he wearing up. like
0: tan pants, like they right. have a, they have a, what he looks like, basically. But he's so
1: 70s, yes. so typically 70s in his
0: they, You know what they never say? Caucasian male with long brunette right. hair. Because you know who else is a Caucasian male with long brunette hair? Clint Eastwood is <laughs> dirty hairy.
1: But... Over the course of this film, you'll like there's a lot of joking between him and, and Chico, who's played by uh, Rene Santorini. I th- or what's his name? Yes. I'm sorry.
0: I think that's right.
1: Yeah. Stantoni. I'm sorry. Stantoni. Stem- Santoni. Yeah. And he, uh, there's a lot of joking where you get to know note that he's not a bigot. No, he just is very weary, this guy. Callahan. Yeah. And there's a scene where he, in chasing him that first time that he's off the rooftop, um, he winds up spying in a window and seeing all sorts of nonsense going on. And he's like... And then he gets assaulted by He the,
0: does say, let yourself live a little, Harry. And right. I'm like, don't actually do that. You're looking for a murderer. Eyes on the prize.
1: Right. <gasps> and the prize isn't boobs. <sighs> but um, the kind of that part of the film is is broken after it reveals that he did kill a 10-year-old black boy. Yes, so and, he he uh-huh. gets
0: there but then and they 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 see him they chase him off the roof. Right. And that the building is surrounded, but he kills a police
1: officer that he didn't has an even Automatic what was rifle. Because they yeah. think he just has a sniper rifle, like a 30 odd sniper Yeah, all of a sudden a... it's
0: automatic. It's right. firing a lot of bullets in a very short period of time. Yeah, I, I was expecting piffed, 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 and then it was like. Mm. No,
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so something that was in the novelization of this book that was taken from the original draft of the script, which was not uh, included in this one because there was just too much going on, apparently, yeah. was that this was a trained Vietnam vet. And so that's why he has this arsenal, and he was a sniper, and that's, you know, um, why he also has this skill set, where he's just picking people off at random, and he knows how to use an automatic rifle, and so that would have made him more dangerous, rather than this character who's just plainly psychotic.
0: And then there's that little interlude where, yeah, they're called, they, specifically, Harry is called to the scene of this jumper, and he goes up on the, like, fireman's basket, right? And basically it's like, hey, no, I just need you to tell me your your name and information because um, when you hit the ground, it's going to be disgusting. We're not going to be able to fucking ID you at all. It's going to be a a mess. And then that gets the guy riled up enough to take a swing at him, at which point Harry punches him out and then brings him down. (laughs) And I'm just like, this is hostage
1: negotiation (laughs)
0: or like, you know.
1: This is not how you should be running no. over this particular <laughs> that man didn't die, force. No.
0: but I would argue there were better ways to handle that situation
1: Now, the scene with the African American kid who was shot in the face, yeah, is actually really well done because it's just played completely straight and very somber
0: yeah they they get called to um they get called to a scene of where a body's been found, right um. And and they don't make, there's no, yeah, they're not joking. They're taking it very seriously. Right. Um. They say, um. especially after the first time we see a body being handled in this movie at the very beginning,
1: uh-huh.
0: they're just like petting this woman's face. Right. And she's like been shot in the chest. And so I'm like, dead, what are right. you doing? Um, but they're not, you know, and he says, Does it, do we know? Who he is, like they don't dehumanize that body, and then his mom is standing there, and he sa- she says, he's his name is whatever his
1: name is. Right.
0: He was only ten years old, and everybody is like,
1: right. There's also a moment when Harry looks at the face, and you can tell from the look on it, his expression. You don't see the kid's face. No, you don't. They don't. You see, see that. his reaction to the face, and then you see Chico's look, where he's like. He literally blurts out, Jesus Christ, like, what? what yeah, why that? would
0: you do that? Right. Yeah.
1: So yeah. now they're actually extra motivated, and I appreciate that because, again, it puts it, it really puts it to the, uh, or rather, clarifies the fact that he's not a bigot. This was just a, but a joke that he was, he had. Uh, or rather, that was told about him, he really does seem to care about these people, and he's really what you get the sense of. What is he is is
0: not close people. to anybody, exactly, right. because he doesn't, he's like, well, if I can't protect you and you die, then I have to feel shittier. So I'm right. going to be putting you at arm's length, because all my other partners get themselves killed, right. and it hurts my
1: feelings. <laughs> and he doesn't discuss his feelings. So the police receive another letter. Um, after the shootout with the cops. Yeah. And he, uh... Scorpio claims to have kidnapped
0: a teen. A young, young lady.
1: M- and married Deacon. Yes. And so this is really where you start getting Scorpio more involved in the film. Before that, he's kind of a shadowy presence that we right. see from time to time. But he says he's kidnapped her. And she is missing. Yeah, and she is missing.
0: Um, and he says, give me $200,000... And then this is where Harry is tagged to be the bag man. There, he's given a list of don't, mm-hmm. don't get followed, don't drive your own car, this, that, and the other, and he has to go from like payphone to payphone right. to get the next and instructions this is a scene that on a timeline. Done so many times. Yeah, is since this here? the first time? And this is the, this first is the first time. time. So I think this is the this this section is right. like. Iconic in American film because right. you're right. It's been done over and over. When he's and being now, followed he's by to,
1: Chico, who has who's trying to pick up the audio on this, right. very um,
0: similar to the uh, Marathon Man distance.
1: Like right. you got to get
0: be a certain distance away for us to be able to know where you or are. A touch
1: of evil. Or or that, that happened yeah. to you? Um, and, and either, and what I'm told is that that might not have been the case within a certain range at the time. But the police asked them to keep that notion going. So that they could.
0: Yeah, right. right. They don't want you to know what their technology <laughs> right.
1: is. Which, when I was a kid, there was a whole running uh, kind of.
0: Even though bit they work for us, and right. we should know.
1: When there was a running bit in cop I, shows and things I, where it's like, well, it takes them a while to trace a call. And that was always a plot point. And it turns out, no, they can trace a call pretty much immediately.
0: It, well,. For a while there was a time, but not nearly as long as they have made the, yeah.
1: So that was one of the, so Harry And then cell phones made it harder. Right. Harry is led all around the city. He winds up at the cross in Golden Gate Park. They end up in Golden Gate Park a lot. Right. Uh, The Mount Davidson cross where Scorpio gets the drop on Harry, attacks him beats the shit. I'm surprised right. he's not killed in this right. scene. I mean,
0: granted, the movie is called Dirty Harry. Of course, he's not going right. to be killed. He breaks but his like,
1: and, and gives him a concussion yeah. and then goes... And this is Annie Robinson, the actor who's playing Scorpio. Just like, holy cow, this guy really played... He, the
0: glee with which he right. will beat a girl man is disconcerting. Which is only
1: surpassed by the glee with which he tells him, I think I'll let the girl die. And so Chico also eventually gets to drop on on... Um, him, on um, On on Scorpio, Scorpio, and they have a gun battle, and during which uh, Harry, who has a switchblade strapped to his leg. Yes. And earlier, uh, there's a weird line that you had. There's a
0: weird line that I had a big problem with. He was like, "Um, a good cop should not know how to use that weapon. And I'm like, every cop should know how that weapon is used, because otherwise, you're going to get somebody who uses it against you right. you should be aware of this self defense. you shouldn't use it right. that is what you should be saying no decent cop should have that weapon or mm-hmm. should use that weapon but should know how that weapon is used is a wild thing right. to say
1: but he stabs Scorpio in the leg who then takes off running and he and now he's got a fun weird right. for the whole rest of the movie which um, had
0: to be hard but he really oh, Yeah,
1: because they're doing full-on action chase yeah. scenes with these limbs, both of them, right? Yeah. But um Oh, he, and Chico got did get shooted. He gets get ch- shooted. in the chest. So after that, after Scorpio escapes and Harry is just beaten all, senseless and all, and Chico's been shot, he's able to go and visit Chico. And um, and that's when she goes like, "White flag, this
0: right, work is not my jam." After two days, right? Something. His wife <laughs> is there, and um, she's a beautiful
1: blonde lady.
0: Right.
1: Her hair was so long. And so there's a there's a scene where he talks to her, and you know says, "Well, my wife is dead."
0: Yeah, she um, says, "How how does your wife handle it? Like, right. I haven't I haven't gotten a grip on this. I haven't learned to deal with it." How does your wife deal with it? And he goes, she, she never really did. Right. And she's like, oh well, how, you know, how, how does you know how how? And she's like, well, she's she's dead. <laughs> like <laughs> she's dead. And and I'm like, is she? Does she ever exist? This could be just the cover so that nobody knows that he's gay. <laughs> <laughs> dead ex dead wife oh. is pretty good cover for why don't you date women? Oh
1: gosh, that, <laughs> I'm just saying. I just think that's where you go all the time. It's very funny. So um, I don't know who married this man. <laughs> okay, so anyhow, <laughs> is it turns out he asks. Uh, he's looking around. He asks a local doctor about this guy. Hey, you got figure. any
0: uh, leg wounds coming? And in he here? says, "Well,
1: the guy who stays in the rooms at Kizar Stadium who cleans up—he's mm. the—he—that's the guy who I patched up for a leg wound." So Harry goes with the other cop, the cop with all the racist slogans, and they go together. And there's a really funny scene where this cop is a big Italian guy, and so they come to the Kizar Stadium. There's a, a chain-link fence, and Harry goes. I'm going to climb it. And the guy looks at him and goes, no, too much lasagna. <laughs> like, I'm going to find another way. I am not going to <laughs> He's climb a, it. a big guy. Yeah. And so, while he goes around looking for a thing that unfortunately gives Harry the time to burst into the guy's uh, room where he yeah. stays, Scorpio's room, finds the rifle, finds all the evidence. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then... Yes, finds all of the evidence without... What? A <gasps> a warrant. Oh, well, Man. And there's a very squirmy scene, and I remember that from when I was a kid, where he turns on the lights, or rather, I guess the other cop turns on the lights. Uh of the, the of the stadium. And you and see him like hobbling, I don't know what to call it. Across the field. Yeah. And he shoots him in the leg, brings him down. And then, well, this guy goes on about, you tried to kill me. I have rights. Yes, he is yelling
0: about his rights. But here's the thing.
1: He's not wrong. No, he's not. And so, as a kid, and you can understand that scene is really effective because you have, on the one hand... He was screaming about his rights and literally crying. He's like a kid.
0: You shot? Yeah, it <laughs> is. It is upsetting because you're like and you Harry shot a lot of people. He's He's so
1: now stepping on the guy's leg when well, he get. shot him. Now because like he purpose. wants
0: him to tell where this, right, young, where lady this young lady is. is buried. Because that is that is his only thought. Right. He focuses on one to thing save at one this time: this young lady's life.
1: And as it turns out. No, that doesn't happen. They do find her body. The other cop is is like, Harry, what are you doing? And he's like, no, go away. Turn away. Don't look. Turn
0: away. Don't look. I need five minutes.
1: Right. And that doesn't work because this other cop's like, no, you have to stop. And then, as it turns out. But no, because he does give them the time. Because they find her. They find her and and discover that she's dead. it's
0: too late. But uh the next scene is the scene that I kind of lose it. Because it's bullshit.
1: Which is? The scene where
0: he goes into the mayor and the district attorney and they both just rip him a new asshole because as soon as this guy is done in the hospital, he's going free. Right. Because they cannot hold him for anything.
1: Yeah. Because there was no warrant. It's fruit for the poison tree, as they used to say in Law and Order.
0: And this motherfucker, and by this motherfucker, I'm Mm. talking about the titular Dirty Harry is shocked. And doesn't understand. And I'm like, no, no. Because here's the thing about detectives and investigators. They work for the district attorney. Their entire job is not to solve crimes. It is to gather evidence that can be used at trial. Period. End of discussion. That's all his job is. And you're going to tell me he fucking straight forgot what a warrant was? Bullshit.
1: I think the Miranda. I think
0: it's badly written.
1: The Miranda warnings were something that were relatively new in some states. Sure. At the time. And I think that there we're is... not
0: ta- I'm not talking about Miranda. Right. I'm talking about I have. I found this gun in this room. It you can you. That's all of that you need. No, sir. Warrants. Oh, <laughs> warrants.
1: Yeah. Search warrants. The Miranda. Just to cover that. That was. Five years old at the time. Yes. when Miranda was was, was
0: relatively new. And they do name check Miranda. Like, that's how new it is. Right.
1: Um, And so, yeah, everything he did was wrong. And the fact that he got information in a completely inappropriate way and broke in and everything. So the guy's now free. And he's going to go free. As soon as he's
0: done being patched up at the hospital for the bullet wound in his leg, he's
1: going to go free. And Harry is following him around he doesn't like that because he goes, I mean, we see him do things that we never explicitly said to us, but he goes to, like, playgrounds and watches children, just things that come across as really weird. Fucking creepy. This like, yes, dude really? is not okay. But he notices that Harry's always watching him, so he then plays, pays a man $200 to beat the hell out of to him. To beat the shit out of him, right. to bring a complaint against Harry,
0: because Harry's been following him, and has seen, been seen following right. him. Yeah.
1: And so at this point... Um. he let's see so Harry stops following him he has to now Scorpio goes into a liquor store this guy is showing off the gun he uses to keep away all the people in the neighborhood who are trying to rob him he smashes Scorpio breaks the bottle over the guy's head steals his gun and then goes on this uh, like he's now lost all moorings. Yep. He does not care if he gets caught or not, nope. and he takes a busload of children—a bus, a school bus load of children. Right. It's rough. It, there's only like eight kids
0: on the bus. Right. It's like dropping kids off, um, but the whole bus and the bus driver, and then calls a ransom demanded. Right. And I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna have a problem with this because he I'm going to Santa Rosa Airport. I need X amount of dollars on a plane." Right. And then they show them driving and I'm just like how far away from the Santa Rosa airport are you going to get off the freeway? <laughs> and the answer is Sausalito. So far away. So you want another hour to drive. What are you doing? So, but he's driving through the park again. We see him go through the Presidio. They uh, go over the um the Golden Gate Bridge and he's keeping the kids calm. Like he hasn't lost it with them yet. Mm-hmm. He's having them sing, Right. and then one kid goes, where are we going? This isn't the way we're supposed to be going, which I feel like the bridge should have been the big right <laughs> warning sign for that, but they're in Nevada, Nevada or Sausalito. They're right on the other side of the bridge. We see them go through the rainbow uh-huh. tunnel, and then they get off in what I'm going to say is San Rafael. Could be, yeah. That's where he pulls off yeah. the freeway, and I'm like, why are you pulling off there? You've got... Another sixty miles till you get to Santa Rosa.
1: What are you doing? Well, yeah, and then it turns out as he goes under, an overpass, he's doing it so that Dirty well, Harry can jump on top of his bus. <laughs> well, he also like starts losing his bearings with the kids and the starts kids start shouting and screaming and, at them. And like, so yes, yeah. it's, it's not going. And well. then Harry jumps on the the top of the, and then there's like a gunfight. At which point. He's able to escape, and there's a foot chase through a factory—not a factory, uh, like a—it's
0: like a like a quarry right. or like a you know some sort of um, building. And there's a bunch of them along the bay right. that is dealing in some sort of uh,
1: gravel, gravel or, or
0: right. rock sort of fundamental main product. Right. Like maybe a concrete factory or something like that. But and they're... it
1: might be the first warehouse chase we ever saw in film. Now that I think of it, it's like, I, that might be the first one. I don't uh, know. I don't know. I don't know. Couldn't but say. they get down to, like a, I guess it's an irrigation canal or something. And yeah, I think so. this guy, uh, Scorpio, grabs this kid who's fishing off of it, holds a gun to his head, and, and starts going on about how he's going to kill this kid. Mm-hmm. And Harry recites his speech again. Yeah.
0: It's literally the same thing he said to the other guy. In all this chaos, right. do you feel lucky? The whole thing.
1: Um, and, and then he is able to sh- wing the guy on the shoulder. The kid runs off. The
0: kid runs. The kid is the smartest. That's the smartest hostage I've ever seen in a movie. Right. Because that kid, after being no doubt deafened by the huge bullet that just went right by his head into the shoulder of the man that was holding him. So he's being held by the psychopath. The dude is, say, at his one o'clock. Right. He fucking takes off at eight o'clock. Just yeah. fucking you know, just it runs the, he just, away from both the men. He does the not stop running. And, he and he's a punchy kid. Yeah. He just is like,
1: nope. Da, da,
0: da, da, da. This just, film was, I was like, that's the smartest
1: kid I've ever seen in the movie. Fifty years ago, that kid is probably still running. Still running. He's an adult. Still running. Right. He's a father of three. I did this on the run.
0: Exactly
1: he's the right running thing running. to do. Right. I was
0: like, that was.
1: Because I, yeah, right in the 70s we just like no that's it we're not going to stand around we're not going to try to find out what happens So no, just start running and it's don't none
0: stop none of my business gun
1: <laughs> right. guy go. with gun shoot
0: yeah. out nope I need to get out of here away so, from both guys with the gun not towards this guy right. with the gun
1: I don't know who's that good that because that is ridiculously large too mm-hmm. it's like no I'm not going to so after that Harry oh no this he... is when he does his mm-hmm.
0: his his do you feel lucky thing?
1: Right. He
0: takes him down and then he gets up close to him and right. then he does the whole thing and then he does shoot him right in the
1: fucking because face. Because this time he knows perfectly well he had that extra <laughs> he bullet. He knows because, because he knows Scorpio how also has extra bullets in that gun. Yep. So, um, so yeah, so that's how the film ends with him throwing his badge. And then
0: yeah, he takes his badge right. out of his pocket and he chucks it into the sea. Mind you,
1: No one at this time anticipated how big this film would become.
0: Oops, we want to make a sequel.
1: And so they made a sequel, and the first subject they addressed was the critics who said that Harry was a fascist character, and this is by Magnum Force, which is...
0: Oh, I wouldn't disagree that he's a fascist character. I don't think it's a fascist movie, because the movie doesn't really stand with
1: him. No. No. It stands, if anything, it's very much, it stands with the individual's ability to determine what's right and wrong beyond the law. Yeah. Um, which, and there's just two steps away from that and storming the Capitol, which is the problem. Um, That's about that. But the next film, Magnum Force, was about he's an officer again, and this time he encounters a group of policemen, young officers, who want to recruit him to becoming part of their kill squad for getting rid of uh, felons who've escaped the law. Okay. And at that point, he's like, I, I don't pay attention to the law so much, but I'm not going to... This is wrong. This is wrong. This is wrong. And so it was like them affirming, or the producers affirming, if we're going to continue with this character as a hero, or at least as a nominal hero, we have to make sure that we doesn't identify as an utter vigilante. Right. And what's fun about that film is... The actors playing the young squad of cops are David Soul, Tim Matheson, uh, Robert Urich. All... Was
0: William Peterson in this one, or is he in a different one of I them? Because f- he comes up when you look up this movie. I think he's I in the last remember one. Because the last him film
1: features uh, also Liam Neeson and um, cool. what's the comedian Ace Ventura? Uh, his name is Jim Carrey. Right. Like it was very strange. The people who really, really wanted to be in this, the film, or part of this franchise, because I guess they grew up with. Oh him.
0: no, he plays a judge in this. I
1: guess. Mm-hmm.
0: That, uh, William Peterson. Right. So he'll only be in one scene. Um, it'll be the one where they decide that
1: nothing is going to stick. Um, yeah. So anyhow, so what did you feel about the Way film as a whole? More. Watchable
0: uh-huh. than I thought it was going to be okay. I really thought I, I I did think I was going to be like, Fuck this fascist cop and mm-hmm. fuck this cop again I just didn't want to like watch it, but it wasn't that right um. The character of the Scorpio of Scorpio was very interesting, and yeah, you're right. He does; not he makes you itchy. You you're right? Like, he just, uh, yeah,
1: he's he, he don't make me uncomfortable. He ruined his own career in film doing this. He was very successful on stage. I don't
0: like that either. I'm like, and you
1: guys... he got phone calls. He had to unlist his number because people were so horrified by watching him kidnap children and shoot women in pools. And there was a weird. This is 1971. People, people to knock it off. had this. <sighs> I mean. At one point in From Here to Eternity, um, Ernest Borgnine threatens and has all sorts of Italian slurs aimed at Frank Sinatra in that film and stabs him with a knife, all right? uh, Ernest Borgnine was actually held up in a neighborhood, in an Italian neighborhood. He's Italian himself. His actual name is Borgmino. Yes, Uh, right by a group of people who thought that he was an anti-italian you know brute who threatened and stabbed frank sinatra we love frank <laughs> and so they had him surrounded and he starts speaking to them in italian hey look that's a part paisan i'm not a killer i didn't kill anybody that's a movie i'm an actor <laughs> i'm italian i grew up a few blocks from he really and he explained there were people who really associate you with a part and andy robinson was did this part in just really, really well. And so as a result, people birth you know, he he kind of uh damages a career, but he, he had a good late uh late run by playing a lot of characters strangely in makeup. He's in Hellraiser, the first film, he's uh in Deep Space Nine, he had a recurring character. So, you know, maybe it was just looking at him as that person. Um W- was kind of where the damage was done, mm-hmm. but anyhow, uh, did you think the film was thrilling?
0: I guess so. I guess so. I think more of it was thrilling, like per minute by on a minute by minute basis, than right. a lot of the things we've been watching. Um, I think that's going to be a, the issue that I have with our next one. Spoiler alert. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I think so. And given that it is, like, that that ransom scene, uh-huh. pretty iconic. Right. Um, this character being in so many films afterwards, right. pretty iconic. I feel like it is a good fit for this list.
1: I think, yeah, the problem is, again, with a film that had, like we were watching with The Terminator, like we were watching with some of the other films we've done, the film is so influential that there are so people are constantly playing an homage to this film yeah. by just taking scenes from it or re- referencing it and now you're like watching the original and going oh I've seen this before, it's like well I've right. seen an imitation right. of this before yeah. so it kind of takes away some of its power but watching it again and watching it in the context of being this sort of very gritty kind of grimy look at a place I know—that's the fun thing too. Yeah. for us.
0: I I always like to watch a thing right. that's set in San Francisco,
1: and I'll probably watch more of these now. Now that
0: I've seen this one, right? I'll probably read which ones I should watch uh-huh. actually, because I don't think I'm watching all of them. Right. That's a lot of movies very... in my life, and I don't think I, I don't. I'm. We're all dying. I think by the time <laughs> so I, I got to the
1: Deadpool, him. I thought that was a his that movie. He's almost at times setting up his own image. Hmm. Um. And it has a really great cast. There's a whole car chase that's meant to mimic this chase, uh, the car chasing bullet.
0: Oh, interesting. And Which involves, we will be watching next right, month.
1: It involves a car and a toy car packed with plastic explosives. Oh, that's funny. And it's very funny. It's like this toy car chasing him around. It's really fun. But um, yeah, I, 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 learned, I actually really appreciate this movie now, having watched it. Like, wow, that, that was a lot of work. And the fact that it almost didn't get made. And you have one of the just creepiest villains. Yeah, the villain the is...
0: Really makes it. Because, yeah, some of the things... like, Especially just the fact that, yes, he's an inspector.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And if you know literally anything about... The carceral system and the way that... Right. The, 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 all his job is, is to get evidence for the DA, So for him to just be like, Search warrant, never heard of it, is a little bit like... No, like, there's That's not. Yeah. It's not like he was just promoted. It's not it's mm. not that. It it just it makes no sense. I'm just like, "No, no, you decided you're just going to kill this dude. You should have just killed this dude." Yeah. When you tortured the place that she was out of him, you mm. should have just gone ahead and killed this dude. Does anyone have stolen the whole... I mean, that's that's what he wanted to do anyway. You tell me
1: what you think about (sighs) this particular point,
0: okay? Do I think a cop should vigilante kill a people? I
1: do not. At the (sighs) end of the original draft of the film, Harry, he's going to shoot Scorpio, and Scorpio is instead shot by SWAT agents who've been following him because Harry Gardino's character, that inspector sent people following Harry. I don't like that. And he didn't like that. because
0: uh, That takes his agency away and it doesn't right. make any Eastwood sense. Eastwood was like,
1: the whole point of this movie and is... And if
0: he was down... Right. Like if it was during that last hour education where he's standing over a wounded man right. and then the SWAT
1: Shoots him from off screen, right? That's what was that doesn't happen. make
0: any sense because right. Swat wouldn't
1: take and, that shot. And the Eastwood, Eastwood and the director again together because they were they had worked together in a lot of films, yeah. The, good for them for kind point. of being
0: on the same page. <laughs> They're just
1: going, okay, but then he doesn't learn anything, it's taken out of his hands. Like yeah. you're saying, it lacks agency.
0: No, what you need right. to do is have him do the wrong thing. And realize in the moment that, oh, He's fuck, I did the fact. wrong thing. But right. I can't take it back now, because that bullet is definitely <laughs> that in that dude's face. Yes. dead, <laughs> yeah, dead, so, dead, dead. Yeah.
1: So um, so I think that was a good choice on their behalf Yeah, well. no, that
0: would have been... There because wouldn't have
1: been any more movies. The quote that I told you because about... Because
0: that would have been such a letdown for right. the audience, too. Just like, the fuck?
1: I think that the <sighs> quote that I started the, the, this review with, or rather our conversation with, the one from Nietzsche... I think that's really appropriate. He saw monsters and then he becomes one yeah. because so but he doesn't make that full transition and understand it unless he does it unless himself. Unless he does
0: it himself. Yeah, to watch a off-screen right. shot, cop take that shot would have been. Yeah. That would have, that been, would have been so unsatisfying. Taking the Ugh. weak
1: way out and just going, "Okay, then he, there's no need for him to confront I what literally he's done." Be like fuck this movie. <laughs> right. Nobody
0: needs a second one of these.
1: Yeah. And
0: like, it would have died in in I mean his His filmography is massive, right. and not everything is a standout. It yeah. would have just yes. been relegated to I don't know, some, been... some cop movie he right. did in 1971. like it wouldn't be this iconic right, thing exactly. that, that would have been: just...
1: But he would love a studio note. <laughs> <laughs> the idea that he wouldn't have done it himself just rankled both of them, and mm-hmm. they're like, no, it, if it, if he's going to learn that, anything...
0: If this dude's going to die at the right. end, and Harry isn't the one that kills him, then what are we doing here?
1: Right. Yeah.
0: <laughs> like, well, well, we're, there's no reason for this movie.
1: And some of the, I mean, I, for people who enjoyed the film, really should read about the making of it, because there were some wild turns it took. At one, turn, at one point, it was being written by John Milius, who did Conan the Barbarian.
0: Was this one of the movies that, where they were like, we'll get
1: a permit
0: to film? <laughs> no, no, I, I no, think they, they had guess. to
1: cover that because there's <laughs> okay. a lot of gunplay in this there movie. There is a lot a of gunplay, and they're
0: out in public. They're right. like at Mission Dolores. They're at right. Golden Gate Park. They are at... That, which is really impressive.
1: They're the at the, the, the yeah. court, the... Um, City Hall, right. All of these films are in City Hall. Shot, a few of them are they. They some of them. Sudden Impact take place. Uh, the climax takes place. I think at um, the Santa Cruz Beach and Boardwalk. Um, there's like a lot of local locations that are really recognizable, yeah. and they went through the trouble of just I'm going to shoot at the actual place. At the
0: actual place, yeah.
1: So, um,
0: yeah, but... yeah. Because at, at no point are you like, oh look, it's Atlanta standing right. in for Oakland.
1: No, no. It's, it's San Francisco. Although right. there are parts of Atlanta that look very much like Oakland, which is no credit yeah, but to not either the part, place.
0: Not not um, the part that they show at the end of uh, Black Panther movies. Um.
1: <laughs> but, or, or for that matter, good lord, what was the film, the the Jet Li movie that was uh, shot in Canada that was supposed to take place between rival gangs in Oakland? You're going. I didn't see. I didn't see that. I think those are the Rockies. Those aren't the Oakland. It films. won't be
0: the Rockies if it was shot in Canada. It'll be the. Their version of the Sierra Nevada. Right. Um, Okay. So that's it for Uh Dirty Harry.
1: Thrilling. Yes.
0: Thrilling and surprisingly powerful hot movie from
1: 1971. I guess that's that's (laughs) why it's still referred to, I guess. I guess
0: so. So next week, we are going to discuss 2001 A Space Odyssey. 2001. Uh, a film that we've already done an episode on, so we are going to do Ta-da. a little intro, okay. and then we are going to replay
1: what we and have it already done. That is a beautiful done. episode for a beautiful film. I and
0: so that's what we're going to do next uh, week, and then the week after that, we're going to be discussing 1988's
1: Die Hard. Oh wow! Oh, that's yeah. That's going to be not a sad Die one. Harder. I agree with not
0: you. with a vengeance. It's going to be a not sad or, thing to do or live free right. or none of those. The original one, wherein. We just want to get Bruce Willis some shoes. Yippee, (laughs) Uh, motherfucker! Yippee, hi! So that's what we're going to do for the next couple of weeks. In the meantime, Mm -hmm. do you have anything that you would like to?
1: I think this is there's a film called Strays. Yes, it's on with our roommate on Netflix, and I was trying to tell my friends on Facebook what this film is like and it is very much like and this sounds really pretentious but it's not meant to be it but sounds like buckle thomas, up everybody
0: if he thinks it's pretentious right. it's going to be wild it
1: sounds it's almost as if thomas hardy who wrote jude the obscure oh. and the mayor of casterbridge <laughs> it's like as if he was rewritten by um jordan but, peel no uh, no, no, as if I don't re-
0: know what you're going to say, so I'm just guessing, sorry.
1: <laughs> okay, uh, just a second because he just escaped me. Harold Pinter
0: and what that means? Sorry, is, I forgot you said pretentious, my bad
1: Harold Pinter wrote a lot of comedies of menace he called they were called kay. where things are menacing and you don't know why they are right, and things are funny, and you don't know why they are. as a matter of fact, um McDonough, the the guy who wrote the Ben the uh, the Banshees of Sharon. Yeah, Sharon follows a lot of his uh his kind of ethic where it's like, it's funny, no, it's really violent, oh no, it's scary, oh what's going on. Uh David Mamet follows a lot like of I feel like Ari Aster's
0: next movie is right. less fun, the Bo yeah. is Scared movie. And then also this feels like something like, um, I've been thinking of ending it, which is a film I have not seen because I the vibe right. creeps me out in a way that makes me feel like I'm not safe to, to watch me, this It's movie.
1: also like Robert Aikman is another writer that I like that's like that, where he doesn't give any explanations. It's just you're really uncomfortable throughout the story. And in this story, very much like one of uh, Thomas Hardy's uh, Essex, Wessex tales, I think is what he called them. Uh, a man, a woman in the opening frames abandons her family. She's an African-American woman or African woman or African, Anglo-African woman, because this takes place in England. Right. So I'm trying to find the, the proper way of saying it. She gets overwhelmed in the first few minutes of the movie and you see her abandoning everything. You're not sure what she's abandoning other than she's running out on on her man or her husband. It's never okay. very clear. And five minutes later, she has established herself in a mostly white English enclave where she is... Um, she is... Uh, working for charity. She is a recognizable person. Everyone donates money to the charity that she represents. She has a Caucasian husband and two kids who are mixed. And then two Anglo-African people show up in her neighborhood and she just panics. She's horrified. She confronts them sometimes like With really irrational, oh, these people are coming after us and they're going to be violent. Like, things that have, there's no evidence that any of this is is happening. No, she just sees black people and freaks out because she has
0: acclimated herself into whiteness.
1: Right, exactly. And the film is, it's hard to take at times because you're watching her just say things that are, oh my God, that's a horrible thing to say, right? Yeah. And at the same time, there are other moments where you're going, someone's going to pop off in this movie, and I don't even know who it is. Yeah, right.
0: Who's popping
1: off? <laughs> right. Love a movie where it's who's going to pop right.
0: off instead of, well, that's yeah, the one who's clearly going to be popping really, off.
1: At times, I was talking to a friend of mine, um, and he was like, he's recommending this to all of his, you know, he's, he's African-American himself. Um he is recommending it to, he says, First I was recommending it to all my black friends, now I'm recommending it to my white friends.
0: Yeah, you've because, recommended it to me, I have not watched
1: it yet. Right, this film is really, it's it's a hard watch at times, but it's very interesting. and It has a lot to say without being overt about it. And so it requires some attention, you know. Attention? Okay. Yeah. That's good to know. I won't well, get totally blazed. Because there's watching. little things that this that the performers do that really, like, wait, what did that mean? Right. What, right. Is, what does that expression mean? What is that supposed to why is she doing this thing about her hair again? Um, Yeah, but it is a really interesting film. And I'm it's been a couple of days. I still haven't shaken it. Like, I keep thinking about
0: I mm-hmm. it's called The Strays, the Strays
1: right. Because the there's Strays. any number of films where I looked it up called Strays. Um,
0: And it is on Netflix.
1: It is currently on Netflix, yeah. Yeah,
0: Yes, it's a 2023 movie, so it's new.
1: Right. Audience rating's not good. Which is strange, because I don't... I I think it might be just... You know what? You
0: know what that feels like? That feels like white people who got mad that they found out about racism and they don't want to hear about it. I think
1: this movie, though, equally aims at black audiences, too. In that her self-loathing as a black person, right, 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 it's like she's not, and this is the character you're with, is this sort of self-loathing oh, right. black woman, right. who uh, at one scene in the film... Well, you might have white people going, why does she think she gets to be one of them? I mean, right. you, There's are so the many reasons not to like this movie. I oh. <laughs> can't it, wait to watch it. But at the same time... That
0: sounds crazy.
1: Right. No, there, there is. I mean, I said <laughs> that about myself. There's so many reasons not to like me. I don't blame somebody for not liking me um But if you stick around, the rewards are amazing. Anyhow, I feel that same way about this film. If you stick around, the so rewards around the are amazing. amazing. Okay. So, what is your recommendation?
0: Oh, yeah. No, actually, what I'm going to do is I recommend a podcast mm. that has two seasons. They're very different seasons, but they're both well produced and they're both really interesting. And that podcast is called The Turning. It's by CBC Radio. That's right, they're Canadian. Uh and the first season is about Mother Teresa. It's called The Sisters Who Left. It's about um l- largely it's told from the point of view of women who left the uh Missionaries of Charity, mm-hmm. which is Mother Teresa's order of nuns. Um uh, they never get in they never get into the thing that you talked about about they Mother Teresa. Okay, they do right. not talk about that. So. Okay. But it's a really interesting story of almost cult-like life and why some people choose to leave it even though they have given a lifetime vow. Uh the second season is called uh Room of Mirrors and it is about American ballet, um specifically under the tutelage of George Balanchine. Oh, wow. And what's he did to that art form and continues to do that art form even now, 40 years after his death, I believe he died in, in 1982. Uh, and the, both uh, series are very interesting. They're wide-ranging in scope, um, but they're well done by the team... Uh, The one thing I will say is you will get irritated by the commercials that you will have to listen to. Sorry about that. Um, You might not. One of the commercials that I had to listen to, because I had to listen to both of these podcasts in the last week, so it's 20 hours, and there's a lot of commercials, and uh, there's a commercial for a podcast that I'm not recommending Mm -hmm. about the rise and fall of MySpace, told by the youngest person I've ever heard talking to a microphone? I don't know. I, it is really, this is very much a get-off-my-lawn, but the upspeak of the young lady that is narrating <sighs> that podcast, while she's talking about, I'm talking about MySpace from the people, you know, by talking to the people who lived it, the users, and I'm like, I was one of them Right. No, what you're not I... because I'm hearing the conversations you're having, and you don't understand the landscape you're discussing, which wouldn't bother me so much, except I'm forty right. It's
1: not that long ago. no, you could have done more research and gotten a little bit. Uh, uh, and you're talking so, to the man who routinely will go like, no, that person's, their voice or what they're researching isn't authentic and they don't know what they're talking that's about. The, that, that's like, my okay. problem. And the
0: up right. that, with the, with, that this woman speaks with, which normally I don't have a problem with. I'm mm-hmm. really not a person who police, especially women's voice, right. voices but the fact that she sounds so unsure of everything she's saying right. that she's trying to say things with authority that i am hearing are wrong because uh, i live them it's okay. it's rough yeah. so don't listen to that but do listen to the turning right the bbc the cbc um there's too many series so okay i recommend those um and then next week we're going to talk about 2001,
1: 2001.
0: A space odyssey mm-hmm. um We're going to re-talk about 2001, A Space Odyssey, but not really. We're just going to do a brief introduction, and then you'll get our original episode. In the meantime, if you have questions or comments or concerns, you can reach us at latecomerspod at gmail.com, or you can find us on Facebook or Twitter by searching for Latecomers Podcast. I would like to remind you to please, please take your medicine, and we'd like to remind you, better better late than than never. never.